10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Perfect. Hi everyone, it's Darian. This is Am I Allowed to Like Anything? I'm really glad that you're here. Shoot, I'm really glad that I'm here because this is a really special episode to me. I got to sit down with an artist whose moves I'm really watching right now. Her name is Sherry. Sherry is a Somali Swedish R&B singer and I came across her music on the internet like most of us do, but there was really something that kind of made me pause and made me want to learn more about her. When I heard her song 163 for Evict, there was something about the lyrics that kind of transcended language for me. I could somehow understand that she was singing about some form of struggle and overcoming struggle. I know that's something I can relate to. I think that's something that most people can relate to. And I also really like the melody. So I continued to read about her and listen to 163 for Evict and really dig into what that song meant which we talk about on this episode. When I confirmed that she was going to be at South by Southwest on the Fader Fort stage, I knew I had to have her on my podcast. And you know what? I'm just gonna say it. Sherry is one of my favorite artists right now. I was really glad to see Kehlani hop on the remix for 163 for Evict. And I talked with Sherry about growing up in Finland, growing up in Sweden, how she even got into singing and how she and other artists are putting Sweden literally on the charts for rap and R&B within their country and also across Europe finally. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that there is some background noise because we are recording outside of the Fader Fort premises. So there is a little life happening behind us. Hopefully it doesn't disturb or annoy you too much. I love this episode like I do for pretty much all of my episodes. Rate us on iTunes if you do too. It means a lot. It has a lot of impact. And I always appreciate hearing what people have to say about this podcast I've been I've been working on for two and a half years, and I really enjoy hearing what people have to say about Am I Allowed to Like Anything? Also, follow us on Instagram at A-I-A-T-L-A underscore um, to explore some past episodes. All right, now let's get into this. Uh, okay, right. I'm so excited this is happening right now. No, I'm excited too. Because I told you I can't fully remember where I heard your song from, mm-hmm. but once I did, you know, the thing about my podcast is I'm always trying to have people on who I really think people are going to start to pay more attention to their work and the oh, things that they're sick. doing. Yeah, so yeah. when your manager uh, texted me back, I was like, great, let's make oh, this happen. Sick. Yeah, I'm happy it happened too because I remember we talked a little bit on DM. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Okay, so. You've done like some interviews here and there for sure, but I really want people to be familiar with who you are and like where you come from. And okay. talk to me about like about how you grew up, like what okay. however way you want to take that and what you want people to know about you. All right. Um, well, basically, I have like a really random um, background because I was born in Norway and uh, I grew up in Finland and I lived in Sweden for the past. 17 years 18 okay. years now yeah um, what, what kind of move brought you to like move around so much um well the the 
the story is that basically my mom and dad left Somalia okay. where I'm originally from uh, back in the early 90s or like late 80s um, and they left Somalia because of the war mm-hmm. uh, there was a war going on back then they came first to Finland and uh, they they were staying like in a how do you call it like a uh, you know a place where you keep new immigrants yeah like a refugee or a, yeah, like a, refugee, a refugee camp like a refugee basically, camp basically. kind of thing okay. yeah they were staying there and they were like the they were uh, basically the first like hundred black families that came to the country wow yeah and and it was t- so tough for them because people were not used to it like the people the um native people so like they started like um, burning down these houses where yeah. all the immigrants live so they had to run away from there while she was pregnant with me and have me in Norway and they tried to seek asylum there but they didn't get it from Norway but it was such a huge thing for the Finnish government to like this happen yeah so they they basically brought all the immigrants back and like promised to take care but better care of them basically so she had me in Norway while they was running away from all of that crazy stuff going on and um, then she had me in Norway and then we just moved back like directly after that so I haven't really lived in Norway because I, I was there for like three months and then um, growing up in Finland it was it was like, like I told you there were like the first black and brown families that came right. into the country so it was very new to the natives as well it was very tough for us as children going to school over there and stuff on like around those times her, my mom's family had were moving to sweden which was better more open mm-hmm. not so much racial tensions or whatnot yeah. so after like eight nine years we decided to move to sweden um, where all my mom's family were basically I see. and it's been a, lot, a little bit better there but like when it comes to the whole racial thing it's it's weird because in Finland it was more like in the daily you know in the everyday everyday kind of thing like um, being called like the n-word and stuff like that wow. but in Sweden it's more constitutionalized like in the school yeah like more systematic exactly you, you won't get a job if you have a certain name and stuff like that yeah um, and what about going to school and stuff like that did you I don't know like in, in probably being one of the own like black or brown kids maybe like in your class sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. or the very few like how did you navigate that and even just like trying to make friends and you know what I mean um well I didn't have too much friends really yeah back there um I didn't Mm -hmm. and um, it was it was a very tough experience but you know there's certain stuff that I love about Finland that I don't have in Sweden too so now I can look back and actually know that it made me stronger and certain stuff that happened back then yeah wouldn't took me here so you know I'm okay with everything that's happened but it's a thing where you know when I was living in Finland we were living in the countryside in front of a lake in a like this big old house yeah and we, were, we were like we had it a pretty good setup um, you know economically with the family like life and whatnot moving to Sweden you know my dad and mom broke up because he wanted mm-hmm. to stay in Finland because he had a good job there mm-hmm. so there was a whole thing going on so coming to Sweden I lived in an area where there's mainly immigrants and mainly Somali people yeah and that was a new experience because I had never been around people that look like me so right. that's that created a sense of community and belonging somewhere you know okay. and the whole racial thing kind of 
you know, wasn't there, but it's more of a struggle living in as an immigrant in Sweden, you know, so yeah. um, there was a new problem in, like, having a single mother, having to take care of right. us, you know. It's, always, it's been different, like, coming from these different places. Yeah. But what I think it benefited me is in the fact that living in Finland and coming from the countryside and being the only, like, black person in that city or town or whatever, you kind of always look forward to what's coming or trying to look out instead mm. of you know you're not really a part of the community right I, don't ha- I didn't have a sense of home so I would always I was always longing for something that wasn't there you know I, I loved R&B music but I couldn't really listen to any R&B music because okay. there's no CD shops that would you know what I mean <laughs> who were selling it yeah so I had to wait for like MTV like MTV Amore and you know like the shows that play R&B right in the night okay so that was my next question was I wanted to know how how music started to become a big part of your mm. life like you know for some people it's their their parents are really into music and that's yeah. how they grow but for but for you it's like i don't know to you you tell me like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah no. you know yeah it, that's the one thing that i that finland kind of gave me because i didn't i wanted to you know the, as soon as i saw people that kind of looked like me or looked like the people i want to you know connect to right it was it was such an experience for me because i didn't have much of it like if i saw ali on tv i'd be like mesmerized and like oh my god where are these people like, like <laughs> yeah you know, like you know yeah. the cool girls that i want to look up to kind of thing right. and uh moving to sweet like that's where i started listening to me and my dad knew like a lot of like soul me motown music mm-hmm. and when i so um, I had a little bit of that, but moving to Sweden, that's when like I came. I had older cousins that had all these CDs, and you know, Sweden's more in tune with urban culture. Uh-huh. They've had hip hop since the '90s as well out uh-huh. there, and a lot of like you know, coming there, it was finally finding a sense of home and stuff that I can relate to, yeah. and culture that I want to be a part of, and that's where really my singing and love for music kind of really grew okay um, so by the time you got to sweden how old were you um i was probably 10 okay yeah okay cool. so around 10 so uh 10 11 i'd say and that gave me a sense of you know like i said like home and yeah. being a part of you know getting to know all these things that i've always wanted to you know know about right and, and um but I think living in a place like Rinkeby, where I'm from, yeah, a lot of people, all they see is Rinkeby. Like, you have like the the people dying, and this has happened. Like, they don't yeah. see anything. You know how it is like out here. You have different, certain areas that are right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and, like even being in Austin. Yeah and being even at this conference or even around here yeah. it's like and being at south by it's gonna be different than like maybe where like black kids are growing up exactly. or um yeah so they're just so so tell me about like where like where exactly you grew up in sweden and like what that community was was like and like and how that affected you you know i mean i feel like coming from where i where i came from in finland it gave me a different perspective than a lot of people i grew up around in Ring, uh, sweden had okay um and i think that's one of the main things main reasons why my music kind of transcends even though it's in Swedish agree you know what I mean Um, and having like these different backgrounds of I don't I don't want to say political like issues more like the racial thing with growing up a certain way and having a certain sense of identity and not knowing um, but like I wish people could just come to Rinkeby and see for what it was like back when I grew up there because it was so cool like I had like all of my 
friends, like my, I, I call them sisters. Like there's like 30 of us. One is Chilean, one is Kurdish, one is Iraq, uh, uh, from Iraq, one uh-huh. is from Iran. I'm Somali. There's another Eritrean one. It's like right. all of us are just mixed. Yeah. And so you all have these experiences, exactly. and you were all probably just like learning stuff from each other. Definitely. You know. You know, like food and culture and fashion and even slang. Like that's the funny thing about Sweden because you have these areas where a lot of immigrants live, and then there's a mixture of people, and then they'll just like twist the Swedish words into like Arabic slang. Wow. It's some other slang because you know, like the first single I put out called Tabanja. Yeah, Tabanja means gun in Turkish, but it's slang in Swedish. Like, they wow, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like having all these things, um, kind of get like imprinted into your personality growing up, it really gave me a sense of identity to put forward in my music now. So, Yeah. yeah. How did you like decide that you wanted to sing? You know, like how did you get the courage for that? Um, you know, I've always loved music and I've always loved singing and writing stuff, even if it wasn't like music, it could have been like poems or short stories or fan okay. fiction. Like, but I think it was the thing where I've never actually felt like I could ever be an artist because I'm really shy and I wouldn't be a person that likes to stand on stage and take like you know be center of attention but it was a thing where you know growing up you know you become 20 you go through stuff you move out of your mom's place and you I've lived in London for a while I lived in Oslo for a while mm-hmm. went through stuff went through stuff like depression losing friends um and um, a lot of different stuff and heartbreak and that yeah. kind of like gave me a sense of like I like I needed an outlet um, I see and and having like you know being able to write something that someone can feel without them understanding or someone just being inspired by something I say like I honestly like I always try to think about different scenarios where like you have an 18 year old that's gonna listen to my song share your hand just before they go in their, their SAT test or whatever yeah. and like having to like knowing that they that gives them courage you know like just being a part of that thing through my experiences and my emotions and that together with being able to do something that you love yeah it kind of grew on to me like when I was 20 or 21 like really late yeah like my friend used to tell me when I was a kid like sure you should sing I'm like no no I don't want to sing I don't want to do music (laughs) and then after a while it just became something that was really and truly the only thing that could make me feel good about myself especially when my friends started listening to my music they're like yo this does something for me I'm like okay well I feel like I'm doing something good in the world when yeah, I do this. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. So um, I feel like I have a purpose through it. So okay. Hi, it's me, Darian, interrupting my own podcast <laughs> to tell you something new that I'm working on called Bleak. That's B L E E C K. Now, for the past few years, I've been working at Yahoo News and at BuzzFeed News, and I sent push alerts about all sorts of things. Trump, shootings, terrorism, sometimes about Cardi B, sometimes about Black China, sometimes about Kanye West, sometimes people just generally getting their wigs snatched. Like on any given day, it could be something completely different. But what I realized in doing so is that Black people aren't consistently 
getting the news that they want to know about right away sent to their phones on a consistent basis. And that's where Bleak comes in. Bleak sends alerts on Black entertainment news, specifically at the intersection of politics and pop culture, specifically. So we've sent push alerts on Kendrick Lamar winning a Pulitzer, Meek Mill being released from prison. Sometimes I've pushed longer pieces. Sometimes we push longer features about Black women in the cannabis industry. Just the kind of stuff I feel like I know people appreciate and deserve to know about right away and to have sent to their phones. You can try out and sign up for Bleak at bleak.co. That's B-L-E-E-C-K dot C-O. And to see if this is something that slightly piques your interest and if it's something for you. And of course, you can always stop notifications at any time. So give it a try. You really have nothing to lose. I want to talk about life like kind of leading up to I always say I always feel like I say it wrong 163 for I want to know about like when you recorded that song and you know you record you put out a video video for it it was really like a song for you community and it's very clear it was very much like about your experiences and your friends and your family's experiences so in that moment in time, like, what else were you doing in your life? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. where were you working or like, where were you living or were you working full time on your music? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, before this song, I released an album a year before it. Mm-hmm. That was my debut album. And that that was probably like the first music that, that I had ever made. Yeah. And uh, that album and it was a big experience for me because I released it independently I'm still independent yeah and um, um it made a lot of noise in Sweden like I won a Swedish Grammy for it and a lot of awards and and more than that it became like um the first Swedish R&B classic album just because wow. yeah, it was it yeah. was a big experience for all of us because this was the first time this narrative was put forward to you know what I mean yeah not just a woman but a black woman mm-hmm. that sings R&B we hadn't had R&B for so long in Sweden and yeah. then um, talking about certain stuff and like the whole new way of seeing and with the racial tensions going on all over Europe and right. here yeah it was very a huge experience so doing one street that was a year later I have toured a little bit coming into like being an artist now and I felt like you know a lot of shootings were going on at the time in right. Sweden and I was like you know what my the first album was kind of it was more um came more of it from a dark place I'd say and I feel like even the, soundscape. Art, the art for it even yeah. too is, is darker it's darker, black and white exactly so it was it's more like um me being hopeful that something might change and yeah. this was like okay now I want to do something that's positive and easy to take in but still have that depth um, yeah so and so that's how 163 came yeah to I was like okay now I have to do something that I want people to party to it but still remember what I stand for right yeah so having is uh, that I am that e I guess in English um, yeah. having him on the song um, was very important to me because he's from the area I'm from but he's like an upcoming younger artist that's right now he has the number one album in Sweden which is wow. crazy that's never happened before wow. like an 
hip-hop artist that's really like kind of raw with the way he that's never happened before and i think that doing once history kind of opened that lane for him because yeah. i wanted to have someone that the younger kids relate to and the new generation and just like us him being in a song where he says like if i can you can and mm -hmm. the way he raps on it it was very important to me. I knew what it meant for me and the people that lived in that area. Yeah. But seeing what happened with this song, like, it's crazy. And I'm just happy because back home, a lot of people from the area are proud of us for that. Right, I was going to ask you, like, just what the reaction has been yeah. and, like, how has it touched you, you know? It's, like, I, I'm still in the, like, feel of it. So I haven't really, like, sometimes I, I try to, like, just, like try to regroup and see like everything from like an outer perspective yeah but it's still like crazy to, to see because this has never happened before right. and with a song that's really like you know comes from something and just because of the, like this is this I'm, I'm singing basically about the people they consider like Nothing. the lowest of the low exactly in the like the, the area i'm singing about is right now the worst area considered by them in the whole of europe wow. so and um, what's the what uh say like the like the name of the area rinkibi okay uh, that and the at six one six three is the postal code for that area yeah. right so me celebrating them and having you know me standing up like a uh, pink puffer jacket with mm -hmm. the somali flag in the video with black girls with hijabs on and yeah. Arab guys and all kinds of people you know that puts a sense of you know we're worth something and we're doing this and the world sees this even if you guys don't want to see even it the, the world's here in Sweden or whoever yeah, if there's certain people that don't want to see it the world sees it yeah so it's I think it's a nice way to validate the people where I'm from like yeah we're worth something and if you believe in yourself we all can basically yeah and I feel like the first time that I heard it I just remember feeling like even though I didn't know what you were saying I could relate to it and you know what I mean yeah. like and then once I once I finally was like okay let me run through th this through my Google translator yeah. just to, just if I can get a sense of like what she's saying and then yeah. w when it you hear it's about gun violence you hear yeah. it's about having pride for your community yeah. and about remembering those you've lost and yeah. like appreciating those around you and like that motivation I was like well now it's so clear yeah, why I love why I love this song you that's know amazing I'm, I'm like it's really and truly like such an honor to be someone that did that for mm -hmm. my community and also to show anyone that thought like your story isn't isn't worth anything it right. is it really is yeah. um yeah, it's, it's, it's been a blessing, definitely. So you're independent now, mm -hmm. and there are so many different ways you can go. Some artists want to get signed, some artists want to stay dependent. Yeah. You also have your own record label. Yeah. So tell me, what like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you feel like is your your team's plan, like, to, like, to keep on growing and stuff like um, that? Well, you know what? I, I try to not, I would know, basically, what I know is what I want to put out, or where I want to go with my life, career-wise. Mm -hmm. Um when it comes to like mindset and mentally emotionally i know what i want to put like forward but i haven't really decided any like you know what i mean okay. all i know is now i'm releasing my next album okay and it's done soon 
and uh, yeah this isn't the first time I'm saying this actually but I'm gonna have two bonus tracks on it that's in English and I'm really excited about that that's um, amazing yeah I'm really really excited about that and it really everything's really coming out dope uh, music wise like I've been in the studio just like getting creative because I've been like from like 2016 uh, when I released my first album like mentally I've been there knowing what I want to do and what right. I want it to be but being here you know in Austin being interviewed by you is mm -hmm. just like it's surreal when you know it's happening too yeah um, I know with the second album it's definitely gonna be an extension of that um, and uh, of course I don't know what I'm gonna do like I'm not really sure about the label independent situation but I'll definitely the, I think the main thing for me is to have like creative control over everything I do yeah um, you know I produce I write I you know I sing whatever mm -hmm. and I know that it's up until now it's only happened organically and yeah, uh, so, so I'm not I'm never gonna like I'm never gonna steer away from that or my organic way of just like working through it yeah because uh, you know when you, when you do it in a genuine way things kind of work out for you if you're putting work basically yeah so so wait yeah. so can you tell me um, like the name of the two English songs can you tell me well one doesn't have a name yet okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, the, the first one is called find you Amazing. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's really nice because, you know, I grew up on English-speaking songs. I used to write music in English way before I started singing in Swedish. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always been a part of me, and that's what I grew up with, and that's what I've been inspired by. So, so I thought the transition was going to be a lot harder than it was, but me doing it felt natural. And um, I'm really excited because, like I told you earlier, the first album, the, even the the, uh, the soundscape of it was very like kind of darkish mm -hmm. and melancholic. I'd say. Yeah. This one is more open. I'm in a better place. Yeah. I'm still talking about the same stuff, but the, uh, an extension of it. And me having this success overseas. Right. And I'm going away a little bit from the local perspective into a more international perspective. Right talking about my heritage you know mm -hmm. and you know connecting people all over the world and yeah and there's a there's definitely a different or a bigger a bigger feel a bigger vision yeah, exactly like definitely speaking to more people exactly now um, that i know that i can like i'm gonna do it in swedish too like i don't think I've, i'll ever quit doing me doing music in swedish right this is definitely like you're saying like a bigger feel to yeah to yeah to move around it i wanted to ask you how did you connect with kehlani for you guys to do like the remix of uh, 163 basically like i met her when she had a show in sweden the first time cool um and me and her team and my my management became really good friends yeah um and then she had a second show in stockholm and then i got to meet her and talk to her she's always been such a sweetheart and you know yeah. like very supportive of everything i've done i worked with um Stormzy, yeah, uh, he's like the biggest rapper in Europe yeah. right now. Um, with him on my f like first single for my first album, mm -hmm. and they've worked together, so there was that connection there as well. There was that connection, yeah. Yeah, and um, oh yeah, I totally forgot you guys did do that song yeah. together. And I remember listening, I was like, she's already like, yeah, her and, her and Stormzy have done Crazy. a song together, yeah. And there's even like that, like that grime community in London Definitely, and just yeah. I think what the kids like black kids in London are doing right now is it's so amazing. unique in their yeah. own and I think it's really dope it really you know? is like and it's, it's so nice because for me like I'm like the girl from Sweden that's you know not that big but still I've, 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 I've had the amazing honor of like connecting with these people and them actually really loving my music because 
mm-hmm. you know, like the Stormzy feature, um, it came from him loving that song. Like, and yeah. I just had the guts to ask him, hey, do you want to jump on it? Yeah. And it was the same thing with Kelani. Like, we had contact with like her management and my manager, whatever. But when she heard 163, she was like, I want to get on the remix. I was like, amazing. That's not going to happen, right? And then <laughs> I was on vacation in Thailand with my boyfriend. And then one day I just get a text or an email that says, I got case first. And I was like, what is that? What's that mean? And then they put, I put the song on. Me and him, we were jumping around like rabbits in a hotel room. Like, just like, I'm so happy. <laughs> it was amazing. And, yeah. you know, being able to do stuff like that. And even like in Europe, like you were saying now with the UK scene, there's a whole UK scene that's really like doing something special right now. There's a whole... Um, the French hip hop scene is amazing. Oh like they gosh, own yeah. the charts. They oh own the my charts. Gosh, that's amazing. Um, you have the the Holland one, like in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. You have the Co- Copenhagen hip hop is the yeah. top music. Sweden now, like right now, the biggest number one album in the country is uh, a, a rapper from my area, and he's he's saying some gritty stuff, but it's so good. Like the music, he's so good. Yeah. And that's never happened before. Like we've had certain songs that would chart but this is like the first time we're taking all in all of Europe like taking um, the room that we deserve yeah, um, yeah. oh I see what I understand you know what, what I mean? you're saying because yeah, totally. they never wanted to let us in into these rooms and I know like me as an independent artist black girl Somali girl singing in Swedish and winning certain awards and you know having like songs go above and beyond and and, and being able to tour anywhere in Scandinavia it's been such a blessing but I really feel like I'm a part of something bigger like this is happening in Europe it's happening in Africa with everything that's going on with Afrobeats right in America you know what I mean hip-hop is the biggest right you know I was what I, mean? I was literally just at a conversation and it was talking about hip-hop as a culture right and not just it's viewing it as over and uh, everywhere yeah taking yeah. over everywhere and it's not just an american thing and it hasn't been for a long time no. but just thinking about how hip-hop is a global car- yeah, culture definitely. and it's rooted and it's founded in the music but like there are so many other elements and parts of that definitely. um that have like contributed to in gl- like global parts of that right definitely. that have like contributed to, to to what it is yeah, and so like for me it also feels like like one thing that I that I felt like has happened in the US is like there will be certain cities who kind of like want their spot oh, yeah, in the yeah, hip hop yeah. scene and it yeah. almost feels like what you're telling me is like things are happening that have never happened before, before never yeah. and it just seems like you say you're kind of like you know you're going to help Sweden to in in everywhere that that yeah. that you claim to kind of just like take its its spot like within hip hop and for people to recognize you for that you know like where what hip hop comes from and the people that you know that that love hip hop what we stand for even like socially just mm-hmm. in the world and having all these communities in like growing in urban culture in different countries like so far in between each other that's an amazing thing because i feel like we should connect over that and we should yeah have, like you know what i mean that's how we as a people how we get stronger and smarter to know about each other and connect and me being out here singing to them in Swedish and they don't understand shit but they'll feel it and they'll yeah. remember it and you know just knowing that okay anywhere in the world we're, st- we're still doing it and we're still growing and taking these places that we deserve to have basically and yeah it's just an amazing thing to be yeah. a part of it yeah I should have asked you at the beginning but who have been some big musical inspirations for you mm-hmm. um well you know I I re- like my I think you could tell that my biggest inspiration is like 90s R&B yeah, and like early Aaliyah. 2000s definitely 
all the like female are are know Aaliyah, Brandy, Sierra, like all yeah. f- from then up, to, up until now. And then I like I have certain like I love Whiskey, I love Burner Boy, like African artists. Um, I love certain European artists, certain artists from UK. So I I have I've never had really like um, uh, a, a favorite artist. More so like I love music and I listen to certain albums and songs and I just really like anything that sounds good. But growing up definitely 90s R&B and early 2000s. Okay, yeah. I feel like it's like that for a lot of us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> when are you when are you born? I was born 1990. Oh, were you born? 91. So okay. Yeah, so we grew up like we're basically 90s babies. Exactly. That's the way our people before us were 80 ba- 80s babies. Yeah. But but yeah, who's someone who like you think they're putting out good music that could be really popular or maybe someone who you want to work with? Who who's someone you want to work with? Oh, there's a lot of artists that I want to work with. I mean, I think right now, like, I don't know. This is so, this is just a thought I've had in my head since I since I started making music. But I think a dream of dream come true would definitely be making music with Drake for some weird reason. Oh yeah, I, I can really, see that. Yeah, I really like him. Um, but there's Whiskey, there's Georgia. Yeah. Um, oh, I really. Can, she's another girl who I really, really am into right now. Um, well, there's a lot of like out here like you know all the good ones like everyone that I've looked up to especially like all the female artists yeah like, yeah I would I think it would be really cool for you to, to do a song with like a female rapper I don't know who though I don't, I don't know. know who though but I would love to like yeah. I'm just happy to be out here connecting and maybe make some stuff happen yeah now that like Kelani was definitely one of those like seeing her in Stockholm and performing I was like man someday Definitely and then it you. came mm-hmm. he, but like someday making music with her and like it came sooner than later which is just crazy yeah um, and also music. like last time i was at a fader concert i was seeing kaylani perform here and now and now it's yeah, like there she not she not performing here any longer because like she pack out the untold, yeah, whole entire arena. place you yeah. know what i mean so that's amazing she, this space like served its purpose for her when Definitely. it was her time and like Definitely. i think it's gonna do the same for you so i hope so i hope so i'm really looking forward to whatever is coming i just know it's good because i've really really worked hard for it to be it right so yeah yeah okay just one more question i have a segment in my podcast called Mm -hmm. the plus one segment okay and you can shout out a person place thing experience it could be anything from your favorite lip gloss to a designer to a person who you just like are loving you just love right now that's really good you know what I want to give a shout out to uh, um, the collective called Trans94 in Sweden, Stockholm. Uh, my manager is a part of it, and they like the stuff they're doing in Stockholm right now for like a lot of the youth that come from different um, countries but live in Sweden you know the whole third culture kid concept comes from then um, they've been creating a lot of spaces for people like me and young creators in Stockholm that do you know styling and fo- photography and books and they've been like in any and every field doing amazing stuff with young immigrant children and yeah. teenagers that's been doing great stuff so i really want to give a shout out to them because every uh, every project i've done with them has definitely given me even more of a purpose yeah um so yeah i really want to give a shout out okay to them. that's what's up yeah. now i have to give one too 
but sometimes I have a hard time thinking about it, but I take a lot of screenshots on my phone, okay. and that typically will let you know what I'm into, so let's like see what's in here. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever heard of City High? Yeah. What would you do? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so like, I wanna give a shout out to them because I was recently going through my iTunes and I realized I hadn't listened to any of their music in a long time. Yeah. And I just wanna give a shout out to their aesthetic. Like they were amazing. Yeah, like know. um What did she say? Caramel five five something. In the, in the yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, and she was amazing. She was amazing. Um what would you do if your mom was at oh like right. That's a really good shout out actually. I remember that see that's one of the things I was talking about when I moved from Finland to Sweden I come to Sweden yeah mm-hmm. and they have this channel back in the days called uh, Zeta TV uh-huh. which is like a channel where they had like all these urban like good songs and that was the first time I saw that video there me being 11 years old I was just amazed like the whole right by the whole aesthetics the song with the dude two dudes rapping <laughs> and one out and one singing uh-huh. and to see stuff like that is really what made me want to make right. music, right? Um, yeah, and also another song that just talks about your circumstances, mm, right? Definitely. And like rising above. Definitely. So, definitely. yeah, I just want to give a shout out to them and That's like their really music good. at that time. Like, I feel like even for me, it, it opened my eyes to another way that someone, that other people were living, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't my experience, yeah, but. Especially for us living in like overseas, definitely, definitely. That's a really good shout out. <laughs> cool, cool. Really good. Okay, well, Sherry, thank you. Thank you so much for having me yeah i have a feeling this won't be our last conversation i hope so, yeah I hope thank you i'm going to
bedroom är nu jag lever den Är på toppen, aldrig glömt mitt hem Nej, nej För jag visar vägen med sanningen Jag lärde mig bli mästare Sen går mitt öppet om bakom mig Jag är på min vibe, jag är på min vibe Har slöden ut runt, vilken 9 to 5 Låt mig leva life, låt mig leva life För om jag lyckas då vi alla kan Vi alla kan 